Welcome to the Cork Creative Podcast. With this podcast, we hope to promote local creative businesses and people. I am your host, Geraldine Hennessy, and today I am joined by marketing specialist, Sandra Maybury in Brookbark Business Park in Dunmanway. Sandra is an established businesswoman and has been self-employed since 2005. She's the founder of Maybury Marketing, a consultant and mentor, and shares her knowledge and experience in hospitality, revenue management, event management, marketing and PR to assist other businesses across a number of sectors to explore opportunities, increase brand awareness and grow sales. Last year, she became an author when she published her book Spins, The Life and Times of Sonny and Mary Maybury, which is a heartwarming, nostalgic and entertaining account of her parents, family and the wider demanding community. All profits of book sales go to Critical, the network of volunteer emergency medical responders across the country. In this episode, we chat about the reasons for writing her book, an exciting yet normal childhood, marketing and getting the basics right, her love for Dunmanway and getting mad notions. So you're very welcome to Cork Creative, Sandra. Thank you very much. I'm delighted, delighted to be here. First things first, Sandra, tell us a little about yourself. Okay, so I'm Sandra Mabry. I'm from Dunmanway. Uh, married to dairy farmer, Derry, and uh, mom to three strong-willed girls. Mm. Uh, I live and work in Dumanway, and I suppose most of my family are still based here. And I own my own marketing company, Maybury Marketing. And I suppose I've been self-employed now for 18 years. Okay. Still going strong, so. Yes, busy, <laughs> thank God, yeah, busy. And you wrote Spins, a book about the lives of your parents, Sonny and Mary Maybury. What did you hope to achieve with the book? Okay, uh, so I'm here now, um, now that it has been published and I think it's only dawned on me and I suppose I've only just realised what a huge undertaking it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose what I hoped to achieve was to um, record stories about my parents. That was my original uh, plan. Mm-hmm. I suppose the, if I was to say a little bit about where the idea of the book came from. Mm-hmm. At the end of 2021, I just got this mad, mad notion, I should write a book. Because um, my parents are in their 80s and I suppose anyone who's lived eight decades um, has great stories to mm-hmm. tell. And, I, and mm-hmm. I feel that's the case for everyone. And I wanted to record those stories because um, so as we all know that the time comes when you can ask those questions and I didn't want to have any regrets. Mm. I suppose I've even said at the end of the book, you know, anyone who's reading this, I hope it does inspire people to speak to their elders mm-hmm. because life is busy. Exactly, yeah. And we can easily get swept away in the busyness of life mm-hmm. before it's too late. So I know with my own parents, you know, when you're younger and you're with them all the time, you know, they don't tell you those type of stories. But like if I take my dad, say, to a hospital appointment or something like that, you know, we might pass somewhere on the way up the road and he'd be like telling me, you know, a, a funny story. It's like that, you know, you kind of wish that you had more of that time. But when you have that time, it'll probably be too late. So it's, it is a great idea. Yeah. And I think when you're younger as well, we probably were told those stories, but it just in one ear and out mm. the other. Mm. It's only when you are older yourself, you start to appreciate yeah. those stories. As you get older and you become a parent yourself, yes. you appreciate your parents a lot more than when you when you were younger. Stories get lost through the generations. Mm, mm, so, mm, yeah. Mm. And the book is a local and family history featuring great stories and photographs. Can you tell us a little about the research process you took to put the book together? You just said there that it was a quite a serious undertaking. It was. 
The original plan for the book was to write a book of my parents' stories. So mm-hmm. different things that had happened to them. You know, I knew I had to get stories from other people. So I kind of put, I put a shout out really on social media and said, look, I'm writing a book. And of course, as soon as you make that public, there was constant like, how's the book going? How's the book going? And when is it going to be ready? A small bit of pressure there. But <laughs> what I discovered from talking to people was that the book wasn't about their stories. It was about their story and the type of people that they are and the type of things that they did and the support, I suppose, that they gave to their local community. So in terms of research, it would be me speaking to my parents and me speaking to people about them, maybe past employees or people that they had dealings with. So, um, yeah, that was that. I, I even have um, extracts from a few famous people in there. I mean, Louis Walsh gave a few lines for the book and oh, Daniel O'Donnell. Yeah, 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 very good. That was kind of interesting. So was that Absolutely. Was good? Yeah. Okay. Interesting because I didn't think he'd remember them and he did. <laughs> so, yeah. They stuck in his mind. So mm-hmm. very yep. good. You said there that kind of people kept and asking you questions and stuff. You know, when is it ready? Mm. You were kind of locked into it then as such. I was. I, I was. <laughs> That's, you know, and it's only now that it's out there and it's done that I have that kind of, oh my God, did I really do that? That was a mad notion to get. Mm. Did, did I do that? Mm. So, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. But that's that's mm-hmm. good too, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I suppose have the people of Dunmanway and the surroundings areas and people that knew your parents, it must have been very warmly received, was it? Yeah, I have to say the feedback I've got has been, it's been lovely, absolutely mm. lovely. Um, <laughs> I was at a funeral this week and two people stopped me and said, uh, I really enjoyed your book. So I, you know, oh, I meet people anywhere and they're saying they did enjoy it. And I think for the people of Dunmanway, there's a lot of stories in there that are, um, about the town, not yeah. necessarily about my parents. And people have enjoyed reminiscing about those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And what did your parents think of it? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, I actually approached my siblings and said, I'm going to write this book about mum and dad. And they mm. were, as always, to be fair, very supportive. Then I approached mum and dad and I said, you know, I'm going to write this book about you. So my mother's first reaction was, Who's, who'd want to hear that? Should there be no one interested in us? And over the time then, our interest grew. She was like, yeah, I'm mm. sure that person worked for us and they worked for us. I'm sure you forgot about that and forgot about this. And my father's initial reaction was, you're going to write a book? No one will buy that book. Ah, <laughs> so yes, initially yeah. they were like, what about us? I don't know. But as the time has gone on, they really got involved in it and okay. really enjoyed the whole process. And for them now, people who have read the book are saying, I really enjoyed the book. God, you did great things. So... Mm. It's been a lovely, it's been really lovely for them, I have to say. And kind of an acknowledgement of their achievements for the town yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah very good. Mm-hmm. And you obviously had a very interesting childhood being the daughter of serial entrepreneurs in Dunmanway. Can you tell us about one standout moment? Well, I didn't think my childhood was any different at the time. I okay. will say that. Um, I thought it was the same as anyone else. And it was only when I, I suppose, became an adult myself or even in writing this book, I thought, actually, mine was very different. Like, mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, because... I'd have had school friends would come over for play dates and they were mesmerized by maybe the size of the kitchen or the fact that there was a big hall there that you could play in. All these things, but to me, were perfectly normal. Mm. So standout moments. There are too many. I couldn't okay. name one, but I have an eight year old daughter myself. And I, I think now I was that eight or nine year old who was up on the stage playing the tambourine with the likes of Joe Mack and the Dixies. Okay. Or I was up on stage singing with Brendan Shine. Or I had front row seats when the mud wrestlers came to town in the 80s and caused national outrage. But again, at the time, it was all normal to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
God, it must have been so much fun, though. You know, and looking back, it must make you really happy, I suppose, because you must have had so many great memories. Yeah, we did. Absolutely. Yeah. Your parents, would they have any kind of standout moment for them, do you think, or is it hard to say? Um, I I don't know if there's any standout moments in general, but they've just lovely stories, Mm. you know, maybe different stories about the health inspector and funny things that happened or um, going back way, way before the hotel. Um, they would have had chip vans. They okay. would have been one of the one of the first people in West Cork to have a chip van, and you know they have great memories of going around to shows or going to the seaside and and setting up there. And about young fellas who would have worked in the chip van, and they've just they've lovely memories, lovely mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. As have and I and I feel this about so many people of their era. They've great stories. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, people of that era, they are great storytellers as well. You know, whereas nowadays we just post a picture up online yeah. and that's the story. Like you know. I was just laughing. I was looking through your book. Was it Derek Dave? It was staying in your house. He came down and it was the table. That's so funny. Like, it's just, it's, yeah. it seems a bit surreal to me. But yeah. as you said, it was a very normal existence. Just yeah. all you knew, really. Yeah. And I remember going to school that day and saying, Derek Davis, fellow from Live a Tree, or mm-hmm. it was called something else beforehand, was having breakfast. And I, I said, the people in school thought, liar. <laughs> Yeah, he but, was. But it was true. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a lovely man, actually. He was a really cheery, lovely, really jolly man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he kind of comes across like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the Maybury name is synonymous with the Manway. When you were growing up, was it was that ever difficult? Like, did you ever feel under pressure to follow in the footsteps of your parents? No, I don't think it was. There was definitely no, never difficult, no, mm-hmm. and never any pressure to okay. go in any direction at all. And I have to say, just in general, the family are very supportive of anything that I've done. So, okay. no, no pressure. That's good. <laughs> the name Mabry, I suppose, isn't very common. It's, yeah. it's well known in Demanway. And outside of that, then, I suppose, I would have thought there's very few Mabrys. Yeah. But when I did my research, I started doing a little bit in the whole genealogy side of things just for the books. Mm. And I discovered there's actually quite a lot of Mabrys out there. OK, OK. Just yeah. not as many in West Cork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're unique down here. <laughs> well, yeah, different. <laughs> you have your own marketing business. Maybury Marketing, what is it like to be a business owner in West Cork at the moment? Well, I'm delighted to be able to work and offer my services from West Cork. I've been self-employed now for 18 years, I think Mm -hmm. coming up for June. I can work from home and I can still reach clients like all over Ireland. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, look, it's been an incredibly busy couple of years, so it's all good. Mm -hmm. The world is your oyster as such, I suppose. Well, you know what? I suppose I've been in business so long now, you have to tailor or that lovely word at the moment, pivot. Mm. <laughs> but you have to tailor your businesses to suit what people need mm-hmm. okay. at the okay. time. And yeah, so I've had to do that a few times. And okay. It, you know, you have to keep moving. That's very good. COVID gave you the opportunity, I suppose, to pause and reflect with the end result of a rebrand of your business. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's important for businesses to undergo cyclical reinvention? Well, I don't know about reinvention all the time, but it's definitely important to review mm-hmm. where you're at. And again, I think so many people are busy in their business. Mm-hmm. You know, they're working in their business rather than on it. They're providing whatever service they're doing or selling whatever they're selling. And they don't always get time to step back and say, OK, am I on the right track here? Is this actually what I want to be doing? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I do a lot of work in um, mentoring. So I get to mentor business owners in all different sectors and all different sizes from solopreneurs to MDs and multinational businesses. So, mm. you know, I get to talk to them about that and reviewing where they're at. And it's a lot of what the mentoring does cover. OK, OK. 
So you mentioned there a little bit about the, the mentoring. What are the other various services that you offer, I suppose? Essentially, I offer marketing to business owners, mm-hmm. which is very much about getting the basics right, understanding who your customer is and what your message is and so on. And a lot of the time, my inquiries start with, I need help with Facebook. Mm-hmm. OK, definitely nine times out of ten, that's what most of the inquiries start with. And the reality is Facebook, as with any social media, is literally one piece of a puzzle. Mm-hmm. There are so many other elements to marketing and so many other basics you need to get right before you ever consider what you want to be doing on social media. So that'd be one thing. Marketing consultancy for SMEs. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of mentoring. I'm on the uh, mentors panel of the local enterprise office for okay. Cork North and West, Cork South and Cork City. And I'm also a mentor with a programme called Mentors Work. OK, so for business owners, they're great supports and they're free, mm-hmm. like free mentoring with mentors across all different areas of expertise. Mm. So, yeah, so I love that work. I mm. wear lots of hats, to be fair. I, yeah. I do a few other bits. I do a bit of event management um, and I've been involved in some, I suppose, very interesting and exciting events in West Cork. Mm-hmm. And I do some work in PR. OK. And what's your favourite? Oh, <laughs> I get a great buzz out of the event management, I must admit, when there's an event or something like that, I do. I love all the intricate, itty bitty little pieces that have to be put together Mm. to make sure the event goes off to plan. I love that. I love mentoring because I get to meet different people all the time and they're at different stages in their business. Mm -hmm. They're different sizes and I get lovely feedback. So I kind of feel like I'm doing some good when people come back and say I've really benefited from the mentoring. So, Mm. yeah, I like all of us, really. And what kind of events have you worked on? Uh, so more recently, I was part of the team that um, brought the West Cork Business and Tourism Awards, which okay. were run by the Southern Star and um, in partnership with Cork County Council. The Southern Star also ran their farming awards. I was uh, helping with that. And pre-COVID, I would have done quite a lot of events. The Strictly Come Dancing in Bantry. Oh, yeah. So you're smiling, you know about <laughs> it. Um, I was involved from the very start there, which was, I think, 2018. So for the first couple of years, I stepped back then after COVID because other work had replaced that. Mm-hmm. But I loved it. I was actually at the Strictly launch for this year, only there a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And they've invited me back as a judge. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there are different events. There was other ones as well. It must be kind of interesting. You know, it's quite varied, those kind of events. So it must mm. be really interesting and keep you extremely busy. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of work in them. Mm. I will say that. a lot mm. of work. But I, again, it's stuff I love and I love the buzz of the actual event on the day then just seeing everything. It must be quite satisfying, I suppose, seeing it all come together. Yeah, very good. OK. Given the wide variety of businesses that your parents were involved in, does that rich reservoir of knowledge help you when you deal with various types of businesses and different types of people? OK, let me think about that now. Is that something that came from my parents or is it just something you learn yourself in mm. your own business? Probably partly both. But I would say one thing in terms of marketing, it doesn't matter what business you're in. If you're selling shoes or you're selling a service, the basics are still the same. Mm-hmm. You need to know who your customer is, understand what their needs are, know what your message is, what is it you want people to know about your business or your service, and then come up with a plan on mm-hmm. how you're going to get your message to your customer. That's not all about Facebook. <laughs> oh God, no. No, it's part of it. <laughs> okay. Dunmanway is at the heart of West Cork. In the era of the Wild Atlantic Way and remote working, what would be your hopes for the future of the town? I'm actually very passionate about Dunmanway. I suppose I live here, I work here, I was born here. Mm-hmm. I love that slogan, the heart of West Cork, because that actually goes back years. 
Mm-hmm. And it is so true because, you know, Dumanui is right in the centre of West Cork mm. geographically and is easily accessible from all of the surrounding towns. I suppose with remote working and facilities such as the Brook Park Business Centre, you know, people can live in West Cork and they don't have that commute and they can still work with global companies. Mm. And I'd like to think that Dumanui has a lot to offer. I know I see new businesses cropping up all the time, ones that are under the radar, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're working away online. There's lots happening that we mightn't always know about. So it's brilliant. It's brilliant mm-hmm. to see new businesses opening up. Very good. OK, so onwards and upwards for demand. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. In your opinion, what is the most common mistake businesses make when marketing? I'm actually going to say two things. Very good. I'm going to say sending the wrong message to the wrong customer. OK. Happens all the time. <laughs> and then I'm also going to say that they sell what they want to sell and it's not always what the customer wants. OK. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes they're like, oh, well, I'm going to sell this, but they might not actually have a customer for it. The customer might want a variation of that. So, mm. yeah, I think there's two common mistakes. OK. OK. And do you think that people sometimes go down a rabbit hole in that, mm. you know, they, this idea, this is what they think is best, but they might not take into account their market enough, you know? They haven't done the research all this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that does happen. Absolutely, it does happen where they launch a product, but they're, you know, telling the wrong audience about it or okay. it's too niche or not niche enough. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, lots, there's lots of different elements to it. So do you think it's important for people to get maybe an, an external viewpoint on this? Or just get the basics right. Yeah, do get a, an external viewpoint and, you know, talk to people and ask for people's opinions. Mm-hmm. Do you think this would work or not? Sometimes we can be tunnel vision and imagine something's going to be a huge success and it mightn't always be. Mm-hmm. But you do have to do the research. Do the groundwork. It's important as well that people ask the right people, you know, say, yeah. look, I want your honest answer. Yeah. yeah. You know, they don't want to be plumost or such. You no. know, yeah. nearly ask someone you don't know. Exactly. You know, could you ask somebody to take a look at this and tell me if it's right rather than, yeah. you know, look at it yourself? Yeah. yeah. OK. Sometimes if customers have like a product launcher, you know, we do feasibility studies and um, business plans and stuff like that for businesses. Mm-hmm. And I'll often do a questionnaire mm-hmm. where you'll just send it, you know, wide and see what responses come back. And they're impartial mm-hmm. responses then. So they're always good, I think. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. OK. And what's the one piece of advice you would give to a business? In terms of marketing, I'm going to say get the basics right. OK. Yeah. Understand who your customer is, mm. what their needs are. Ideally, build a profile of who this ideal customer is when you're trying to target them. Mm-hmm. And then... What's your message? Like, What do you want them to know about your business? Is mm-hmm. it that you provide a great service? Is it that you have the best prices? Is it that you've got the best quality? What is it you want them to know about you? It's almost like, what do you want them to say about you when you're not in the room? OK, yeah. And then put those two pieces together and decide how you're going to actually tell people what you do. That's a good idea, actually. Or what would you like them to say? when you're not in the room that's a very good yeah. perspective to have on things Absolutely Sure if you think about it if you bought something or if you went into a shop and you found they were really lovely mm. you know customer service would say was great and you go on and you tell your friend actually I bought these shoes in such such a shop and God they were great and they're, that's what you want people to know about you mm. or if it was fast delivery you ordered something online it came the next day when you're talking to a friend you say that so it's mm. what people say about you when you're not in the room exactly. Okay Okay fair enough you specified there about marketing. What's the one piece of advice you'd give to businesses? I suppose more generally, what would your advice be to businesses? Uh, I suppose be aware of what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. And I see this again through the mentoring where, you know, there's a lot of people who are set up a business, mm-hmm. but they, um, I suppose, haven't factored in how many elements there are to a business. Mm-hmm. People want to provide a service if it's 
physiotherapist or they want to sell something if it's selling clothes, whatever it is. But they, you know, they have to factor in all the other elements. So if you are self-employed and you're the only one in your business, you become the finance manager, the sales manager, the marketing manager, Mm. social media marketing manager. You know, you end up doing all of those things. And I would say you have to carve out time. And I'm not always great at this myself, but Mm. in your diary, you do have to schedule in time to work on your business. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's planning or whatever it is you need to be doing, because I think we are all so busy just working in our business. The other stuff kind of gets pushed back, but they're also so important, like as well, you know, a lot of the time they're the kind of face of the business, you know, so you have to kind of get them right as well. I agree. You know what you talk about being the face of the business and things like that. I'm trying very hard to practice what Mm. I preach. Again, when I'm mentoring um, clients, I'm telling them all these things, you need to do this or I'm telling them things like, you know, on social media, you need to be more engaging. You need to be your brand. You need to be present. Videos are more engaging. So I say mm. all these things and then I don't always practice it. So I know this year and last year, to be fair, I'm trying very hard to practice what I preach so that I'm not being hypocritical, telling other people mm. what to do and not doing the same myself. In an ideal world, we should be proactive mm. rather than reactive mm. and just proactively trying to factor all those other elements mm. into the business, yeah. into our work week. And again, I'll admit, I'm not always great at it. Yeah. We try our best though. We do. We do. And you know, things get done in the end. Yeah. They do. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit like the swan, I think. All right. Yeah. You know. All the work underneath the water. Uh-huh. But elegantly gliding yes, past. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the outside, it looks absolutely brilliant. And inside, there's like loads happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the way we want it to look. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and what are your plans going forward? I think continue doing what I'm doing. Mm hmm like to think providing a good service and helping people, helping others to build their business and so on. I do tend, and anyone who knows me will know this, to get mad notions. <laughs> OK, like the book was probably the maddest notion, the biggest thing I've done, but it wouldn't have been the first. Mm. I got mad notions to do your different events and different things like that that I've done. So right now there's no mad notions, but <laughs> that could change very quickly. So right, right now I just want to keep on doing what I'm doing. <laughs> well, I suppose writing a book is a, a fairly mm. big uh, achievement. So maybe just give yourself a bit of a rest. <laughs> yeah, I think I might <laughs> just, uh, yeah. Take it easy on the mad notions. That's, yeah. that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very good. Well, thanks so much, Sandra, for joining us on the Cork Creative Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Sandra, her book spins and her business, you can find all the details at corkcreative.ie. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved having a chat. Thank right. you. Thank you.